Hello and welcome back to the fireside with me, Jim. I'm really happy you decided to join me today for another Toasted Tale. If like me you enjoy hearing stories, then you've come to the right place. I think there are interesting stories in every subject, just waiting to be found and shared. In this podcast we're going to take a random subject and use it as a seed to do one hour's research. And in that time I'll do my best to find a story that we can all find enjoyable. So let's bring in the subject randomizer and find out what today's topic will be. Okay, so today it's landed on Dana J.H. Pittard. Now I know Dana is a retired US Army general, but just for clarity, I'm no expert on Mr. Pittard, and I've never met him, and I'm not an expert on his life. I'm just a guy who likes finding interesting tales and learning a thing or two along the way. Now, just so I don't have to keep you guys waiting, I've already done the one hour's research, and I'm really excited to share with you the stories about his life and his fight against mental health stigma in the military. I guess with a podcast dealing with mental health conditions, I should probably start by asking, how are you doing? You doing okay? Life can be really difficult sometimes, and we can all suffer internally with our own demons. Did you know that in 2021, Mental Health Week took place between the 10th and 16th of May? It's remarkable really how far awareness of mental health has come along. It's definitely on the rise, and people in today's world feel more comfortable than ever to come out and say they are suffering, or have suffered, from mental health issues. Now there are still negative connotations to discussing mental health. The stigma still remains. Stigma in ancient Greek refers to a brand, a mark that was put on criminals and slaves to identify them of their station. Not only did they want to mark those individuals, but they also wanted to identify those suffering from depression, autism, schizophrenia, and other mental conditions. They were treated in such deplorable ways as well. Now, things have moved a long way, but over two millennia later, things are still not perfect. An estimated 26% of Americans age 18 or older suffers from a diagnosable mental disorder in a given year. It's good to use the general population as a benchmark, I think especially when you then compare numbers to a different subset of the population. For example, if you look at the reported numbers of military who suffer from mental health issues, it's generally lower than the population at large, with one statistic saying that in 2018, only 8.3% of military personnel reported suffering. This is of course where things get tricky though. In the military, even though low numbers of people report suffering from mental health issues, there's also an underlying feeling that admitting to mental health issues can have negative impacts on one's military career. There's a uh, quote that I found while doing the research which goes, quote, If you go to mental health, that'll be the end of your career, end quote. And that was an ominous warning that echoed through all branches of the military. There was also understandings among those people in the military that there may have been 
unnatural suppression of mental health reportings in the military. Now one of the greatest worries by those who know people suffering from mental health conditions is the prospect of suicide. It's like the end point, it's the point of no return and where you don't want to allow someone to get to, where they feel like they have to take their own life. And this is something that happens in the military, as you can imagine, high stress work environment. You can be exposed to things in the military that you won't get access to anywhere else. And that's for two sides, there's the exciting, high-octane, adrenaline-fueled side. And then there's also the really dark side, where you see death and destruction and human suffering. It's trying to balance that kind of a real effect on people. And there was an understanding at large by the upper command of military that those who commit suicide were a small minority who were at high risk of mental health suffering and that they were deviants in the military and they either were committing crime, they were on drugs. There was there was there was usually significant reasons why those people committed suicide and other people didn't. And we're talking about suicide because that is like the most extreme endpoint of a mental health sufferer and it's pertinent to the story of Dana Pittard. When Pittard was the commander in charge of Fort Bliss in Texas in 2010, he was brought face to face with the mental health problems facing his troops. On the evening of July the 19th, 2010, he was called by the 24-hour duty officer, telling him that there was a SWAT team outside a young sergeant's house who was threatening to kill himself. Hearing of young Sergeant Nichols' distress, he woke up, travelled to his home, and arrived just in time to see the soldier step out of his house and shoot himself. Surely that must be one of the most difficult things to see as a commander. I don't know, but I assume there must be a feeling of responsibility for these people, for your men. And this was quite early on in his time in charge of this new base. And others followed Nichols, and there was a rash of deaths that took Pittard off guard. When he first took the job, he wasn't planning to focus on this problem. But when he realised that he was responsible for 30,000 personnel, then he decided to make the mental health and suicide prevention a top priority on the base. Now, I think it's a good time maybe to get to know the man a bit better. Dana J.H. Pittard. Born in Japan while his father was stationed there in the United States Army. Growing up in Texas and even living briefly on the base Fort Bliss where, as we mentioned earlier, he would later command. Eventually reaching the rank of Major General, he had a long service history between the years of 1981 and 2015. Pittard, who without his superior's knowledge throughout his career, had several times throughout his life suffered bouts of depression, where he, quote, just didn't want to be around anymore, end quote. While these thoughts didn't really strike him during training or in combat, his thoughts more focused on not being beaten down by the commanding officers and surviving the brutal training, the time during combat did have an effect on him. He recounts that the daily exposure to death during the Iraq war 
numbed Pittard to death. And he remembers closely squad members who died near him in combat, and those under his command who committed suicide. Now it really brings in the human side of war when you hear Dana Pittard's recounts of remembering the name and the town that one of his soldiers grew up in. One of his men who, an IED that was exploded, that was meant for him, exploded a little bit late and hit the armoured car behind his car, exploding and killing one of his troops. One of those memories that have been burnt into his mind. And you have to kind of wonder what sort of person wouldn't be affected by those sort of memories. Now, it's widely understood that soldiers who have been on multiple deployments are those who are most at risk of suffering from mental health problems. And as a general who had seen action in Germany, Iraq, Kosovo, and the wars against IS, Pittard on paper fits the bill for someone who may be at a higher risk of those to suffer. Just to be clear though, the risk often isn't when you're actually deployed, it's when you get home. It's when you get home and you're away from all the craziness of war, and you've got to readjust to the comparative normalcy of real life. So when Pittard returned from Iraq in August 2007, he was stationed in California, and in the following years he worked within that state, in Virginia, and held multiple stations within the army's training programs. It was here that he first sought psychological counselling, and at first this was with the family. I think I remember he went to help one of his sons, but once that issue had been solved, he then continued to go alone. For the first time in his life, he wanted to talk to someone about his own depression. Now, Pittard didn't tell anyone in the army that he was going to counselling. He was, at the time, living off base, and went to a private psychologist, not a military doctor, and that's important. He says, quote, I wasn't concerned that anyone would find out, but I didn't think anyone would ever find out. And this makes sense because soldiers, especially commanders of Pittard's stature, typically do not speak publicly about depression, or considering suicide. There was a term of phrase I read while doing the research about putting on the face, which is to almost suppress your feelings, put on that stoic look, and keep moving onwards. And the problem, at least from what I could read, went deeper than just individuals hiding how they felt. Apparently, even today, there are some Department of Defense policies which create career penalties for people who seek mental health care. And so you can imagine that if you were to make a choice between maybe future progression, a better position to help support your family, and achieve your own career goals, versus talking to a military doctor about how you're feeling and how you're feeling very depressed or anxious, then you can understand how people would just try to push through. And pushing through is fine until you can't hold it together anymore, and that's when the worst things can happen. In fact, in a particularly candid moment, Dana Pittard recounts the time where he was 
closest to suicide. On an early evening in 2010, while he was driving over a bridge on the way home, he had visions of crashing his car over the short cement guardrails, where he would then fall into the water 20 feet below. That's the closest he came, and of course he didn't. But sharing that information publicly with the understanding of the stigma that would be put back against him is quite brave. And now, I've got to be fair that a lot of this retelling of his own personal struggles of mental health happened near the end of his career, but it still paves the way for people, men and women throughout the structure in the military to come forward and maybe be a bit more open themselves. The move to Fort Bliss in Texas in 2010 was greatly welcomed by Pittard, as his time previously in command had been particularly difficult. Now Fort Bliss is a massive base. In comparison to most others, it is huge. As I said previously, it's got about 30,000 people which is about the same size as a packed stadium at Nottingham Forest or Brighton Hove Albion football clubs. Fort Bliss was also known as a regular stepping stone for generals of two-star rank, which Pittard was at the time, progressing to three-star generals. This was finally the golden opportunity Pittard had always been looking for. Previously, he had felt frustrated in his early career where he felt that he was unfairly passed over for promotion, this was his opportunity to lead. But it didn't go as expected. Now, following the sheer amount of suicide numbers that were happening on base, Pittard, only half in jest, suggested that they should put a moratorium on death at the base. And a moratorium is where you put a delay or suspension of an activity while maybe an investigation is made or inquiries are completed. Now, the commanders kind of laughed at this, they thought it was a joke, but Pittard insisted. He insisted they look into the root causes of all deaths on site, with the hope being that there would be ways to ensure that the preventable deaths that were occurring could be stopped. Now, with his experience in command as a general, he knew how to confront and fight against a stubborn enemy. Now, of course, he was more used to battling other humans, other generals. The fight that he was tasked with completing now was a battle against suicide in his own troops, and that is a completely different beast altogether. Now, there were already programs and mental health professionals on site of the base, But what he did is he increased the number of mental health staff, created new social spaces and nighttime services, treatment for substance abuse and post-traumatic stress disorder were made available to all soldiers, whether or not there was a reason to believe they were at risk of killing themselves. And this was because he believed everyone was vulnerable to suicide, it wasn't something that just affected certain people. He also brought in 24-hour chaplain services and gyms, because what they found when they were doing their own research was that most people who took their own life did it at night and on their own, where there was no 
social activity or gathering space to go to and maybe find a friendly face or something to take their minds off things. And when I read that, I was like, well, obviously, you know, if there was someone who was really low and they were all alone in their own thoughts, give them somewhere to be, something to do that will have other people in. And then you can build that connection again. You can kind of get their mind on something else. I was like, that's, that's amazing. And this was again because Pittard believed mental health issues and suicide can affect everyone. It was a position that put him at odds with the commonly held views in the army, which, as I previously mentioned, tends to regard suicide as something that only a small number of abnormal soldiers are at risk of trying. And finally, Pittard also had a blog that went out to all the troops on base and discussed a variety of subjects, but included in the subjects were mental health and ensuring that everyone on base knew that it was a brave thing to go and get yourself looked after, not something to think lowly of. It was in these posts, and also through speeches and other events, where he shared his own personal struggle with mental health care and depression. And of course, when he started becoming more open about this subject, and he was getting to near the end of his time in charge of Fort Bliss, then the unarmy-like nature of being this open about this subject was clear. And hearing the commander of the base talk about this would have been very new to a lot of serving soldiers. And it was behaviour that could seriously jeopardise the career of someone who was destined for the top. His openness surely must have been helpful to those battling with these issues, though. For example, Staff Sergeant Jamie Spansky said she admired him for sharing the stories he did, and that, quote, No matter who you are or what rank you are, we're all just human beings, and sometimes you need help, end quote. And it seemed for a while that the efforts he was putting into it and the programs he was encouraging were working. To show this, we can look at the data, and in 2010, Fort Bliss had 12 suicides. The following year, in 2011, there were seven. And in 2012, when the suicide rate for the army as a whole had peaked at 29.9 deaths per 100,000 people, Fort Bliss had five. It was the lowest suicide rate of any major army installation in the world. Though the suicides decreased, they did not stop completely. And you can only imagine the frustration felt by Pittard as he was doing all he could from a position of knowing the feelings of depression and things that come from that. And then when suicides still happen under his command, they must really hurt. Another moment where we see the real human side of this subject is the frustration that was shown after Dana Pittard attended a memorial for one of the soldiers under his command who had unfortunately committed suicide on Christmas Day and had left two young children behind. Uh, terrible event, you can only imagine what happened. And in his sadness and frustration at his inability to to make the impact he wants, wrote on his blog 
words that, if you take it out of context, sound really bad, but you've got to try and walk a mile in the man's shoes. He's felt these feelings. He knows the impact it has on people. And he writes, quote, I have now come to the conclusion that suicide is an absolutely selfish act, Pittard wrote. I am personally fed up with soldiers who are choosing to take their own lives so that others can clean up their mess. Be an adult, act like an adult, and deal with your real life problems like the rest of us. End quote. <sighs> Those are some heavy words. And these are words coming from someone who, through all the actions previously, from someone who really wants to provide positive change to those who are suffering with depression and suicidal thoughts. As you can imagine, this got a lot of pushback, with various figures in the military, congressmen, and psychologists talking about the blog post in a negative light. Dr. Barbara Van Dalen, a psychologist and suicide prevention expert, said, quote, Soldiers who are thinking about suicide can't do what the general says. They can't suck it up. They can't let it go. They can't just move on. End quote. And though initially her comments were interpreted as criticism, Van Dalen clarifies a bit more, saying that a lot of the blowback Dana Pittard received was unfair, and that his reaction to one of his soldiers committing suicide was quite a normal reaction. Saying, quote, Here was a man who was grappling and wrestling with this. You can't save everyone, and I don't think he knew that. End quote. I get the image in my mind of a father figure, heartbroken at his children's misbehaviour or self-destructive patterns. And we've all been there when we've wanted so much to help someone, and for some reason we're unable to, and sometimes one of the emotions that can be dredged up is anger, frustration that you can't just get your message across and, and help. It was after this time when there was drama surrounding these blog posts in command and in the media that Pittard decided to double down on his efforts to support his troops, in a short paragraph on his blog on the Fort Bliss's website, he revealed something about himself that no one knew besides his family and counsellor, that he had sought mental health care, saying, quote, Asking for help is not weakness. It is a sign of strength. It takes an amazing amount of courage and strength to take the first step. Individuals should be encouraged and commended, not condemned. End quote. And he wanted to be open about everything he'd gone through in the hope that it would destigmatize seeking treatment. And he didn't want to be another one of those commanders who talked about stopping suicide, but wasn't personally invested in it. Quote, That's not saving lives, he says. I thought I had to be honest to be credible. Pittard never heard from his superiors about his blog posts and speeches, but his soldiers responded. People who worked in mental health care at Fort Bliss during Pittard's tenure says personal messages about mental health care generated a cultural shift at the base. One of the social workers who served at Fort Bliss while Pittard commanded the base, uh, who wished to remain anonymous, said, quote, The things he said and did 
allowed his subordinates, when they heard the word suicide, to go, Okay, I know this is important to General Pittard. I'm going to make it important to me. End quote. While Pittard's career never fully recovered after the blowback from his post, running the base with the lowest suicide rate in the army still drew the attention of high-up army officials and politicians alike, and also helped to isolate him from too much of the worst criticisms in his time remaining at Fort Bliss. So when in 2013 he was replaced by Major General Sean McFarland, what was the legacy of Pittard? Well, for McFarland, suicide wasn't a priority, and many of the programs instituted by Pittard were rolled back. In July 2013, citing cost-effectiveness, the late-night gyms were closed and the on-call chaplain hours were reduced. The fear of seeking mental health treatment returned to the base, and commanders would give confusing advice. They may tell their subordinates to call the mental health hotline if they're suffering, but at the same time, they, quote, make it seem like they should just nut up and move on and not worry about their symptoms, end quote. Tracking the suicide rates of individual bases can be difficult based on the reporting methods of those in the base, and also a number of other factors. But we do know that some of the efforts Pittard put in place at Fort Bliss have been replicated by commanders at other army posts. So there are definitely those who see benefits of what he did and feel that they can be replicated in other places. Unfortunately, most of the military's prevention efforts still go back to the idea that suicide is only centralised around specific high-risk soldiers, and isn't something that necessarily can affect everyone. Following Pittard's career in the army, Pittard served as the vice president of the commercial and manufacturing company Allison Transmission, and was also named as one of the most influential blacks in corporate America for 2018 in the Savoy magazine and spends his time nowadays running triathlons and writing books about his experiences in war. Thank you for spending your time with me today around the fireside. I really enjoyed learning a bit more about Dana Pittard and his efforts to fight the stigma of mental health among the troops under his command. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, then sharing it to your friends and loved ones really helps out the show and encourages others to listen as well. If you'd like to join me again for another story around the fireside, then I'll be back here every Tuesday and Thursday at 6pm. Your company is always greatly appreciated. I hope you will have a lovely rest of day, and I'll speak to you again soon by the fireside.